Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and you are forever part of me. I won't stand in line on vacation. I'll just bounce the love, because it's meant to be. Let's do Brandon's rap while we wish upon a star. Anytime there is madness from me to you, we just need a little sugar. Joining us today are the usual <laughs> brighter stars, including... <laughs> Kevin, that's the way I like it, Jager. That is the way I like it. Thank you, Brian. Kimberly, our timeless game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. I brought my timeless. time machine. Yeah. And with us today is somebody who may have seen in Wicked, American Idiot, Women on the Verge, of a Nervous Breakdown. Honestly, it could have been anything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, or recently in In Transit. You probably remember him from season one of in American transit. Idol. In Transit. The, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Transit? Yeah, <laughs> um, where he did pretty well. Uh, you should check out his new podcast, Audition Secrets Podcast. But let's give a big, broad wasted welcome to friend of the show, friend of the show, Justin Guarini. Yo, ready for this? That was good. We're in in transit. So you played your own role, but then you were covering the beatbox there. I sound like a five-year-old trying to beatbox. Well, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can follow him at Justin Guarini on social media. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's just start with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Are you drinking Bombay Sapphire. It is the London dry gin infused with twigs and berries. Ooh. And yes. uh, I've got a little tonic. <laughs> a little tonic and I love a little twig and berry in my drink. <laughs> Give me a few more. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, we got this uh, nice lime juice, which is 100% juice from concentrate. Yeah. With added ingredients. What are the added ingredients? we investigated? What? Let's look on the label. Um, and the reason why we got this was because the limes down at the uh, the drugstore were not so hot. I would not buy them. No. Yes. Uh, um, it's lime juice from concentrate. Hello. Uh, water and lime juice concentrate. Sodium bisulfate preservative and lime oil. Oh. Oh. I mean, why the lime oil? Well, like, what is that? Just like zest? zest? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> is that a fancy? It's like instead of saying mayonnaise, it's aioli. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> zest. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it works. Yeah. It, uh, well, that's better than I was thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you could at least pronounce all of the leaves in the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's a positive. That's yeah. a super well, positive. Who who said that? If you can't pronounce it, then you shouldn't eat it. There was a Everyone? Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, maybe Jamie Oliver, maybe? Maybe. No, I'm just that naming people like yeah, yeah, who would sure, have said it. Sure, sure, yeah. Susan yeah. Powder? Yeah, yeah I think maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> I think Kevin's mom said that oh, one. She totally yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> She's wise. Um, but let's just, let's get right into this. What's your musical? My favorite musical, God, that's like asking me what my favorite breath is. Um, mm-hmm. I that's also a hard question. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. The most recent one, right, yeah, the right, first right, one, exactly. yeah, the one that's coming next. Yeah. <laughs> my oh, next one. Next. <laughs> oh man, I would have to say one of my most favorite musicals of all time. And I have an interesting story about it. Is Jekyll and Hyde? Okay, now, I love it because now it's are there two so sides to this story? Oh. Hello, oh. how are you? I'll, good. I'll see myself. It was really great because I love that concept album. And like Linda sure. Etter is like in the stratosphere. Oh my god, you're talking to the right person over here. So right? I mean, my I'm god, obsessed. and I got to meet Linda at like some what? orange parade or bowl parade, something like <laughs> sure, that sure. in Florida. Yeah. And, and like the lemon zest parade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so, like, I met Linda, and she's the most lovely, wonderful person. She has this sort of aura around oh, her, right? Yeah. And so I love that, and especially bring on the men. Hello. I mean, come on. It was amazing. And then I went to see it on uh-huh. Broadway, and two things struck me. Okay. They cut Bring on the Men. They did. Now, of course, eight shows a week of Bring on the Men. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Even Linda Edder's like, yeah. time out. And so, she's like, seven, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right? Like, the Wicked Girls don't do this much. Right. And, so, and then... 
<laughs> Bob Cuccioli's bow was one of the most interesting things I have ever seen. And I'm not talking bad about Bob, because I love Bob, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Bob Cuccioli's bow was this thing where it was, and he had the long hair, of course it's wet, right? Right, Because right. 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 of the, the effect. And so he comes out, and he bows, and it's this sort of, have you ever seen like those, um, uh, like Amadeus, yeah. you know, where everyone's in like the in all that costume period. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's in that, and he does the thing where it's like one leg forward but turned out, and yeah. then the other leg backward turned out, and he bows both arms out to the side, hair whips down, sure, and he does this sort of plie-ish bow forward thing, Ugh. drippy drippy hair, and then makes a note of flicking the hair up in the most dramatic fashion, and then just kind of arms out, walking Well, he's bowing for two. He was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he performed for the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like 1795. Wow. It struck yeah. me so much that I will never forget that. And again, I'm not talking bad about yeah. that. Is no. that how you bow now? It is, yeah, I yeah. took that. Yeah. And it is probably why most of my transit. shows have not been successful. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, it. that's probably it. They're like, oh, Did they like replace, bowed at the end. They replaced Bring on the Men with... Uh, Good and Evil, right? For Broadway? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I, I don't so know the show as well as I don't think do. I remember. I'm pretty sure that's what they, they rewrote the song for it. It was yeah. Good and Evil, and it was yeah. more of like a manageable song. Yeah. Sure. And I did something uh, where it was, I think it was in Leslie's house, Leslie Bruce's mm-hmm. house, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I wanted to ask him so badly. I was like, so, so why? Okay, I wanted to be like, so why? Why did you get the song? I didn't, I didn't yeah. have literally on your way out. You're like, sorry, one last thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, you're not gonna answer? Okay, I'll see you yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, because fun. seriously, like, I mean, all the other songs are brilliant, but like, if she had just come on in the character, just done that number, everyone would have still it. loved it. That would be it. Oh, yeah, it's it so great. good. <laughs> Even better. It was, I loved it. So, do you have a favorite? Uh, uh, experience seeing a show so maybe not your favorite show but you kind of walked out of there um, just feeling differently about theater or about an idea what? or things I I experienced it on both sides as an audience member oh, and sure. then on the stage because sure. there was something so special about American Idiot mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you ever got to see that oh you yeah ever I, see did. That? It I was did so, you did it? No. it just oh. It was just one of those things where, like, all the rules kind of got broken. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael, director, Michael uh, Mayor. Mayor, thank you, Michael Mayor. <laughs> as I drink, the names, <laughs> yeah, yeah. names slip more and more. Cheers. As if it's not, yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you in an hour. Thank you, Michael Mayor. Everyone's name is Bombay Sapphire, mm-hmm. suddenly. Yeah, it's crazy. And so I okay. saw that because I had to learn it. And I played Will, the guy on the couch. And... That's it just a was a testament. description of that character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he stays out there the majority of the show, and so it looks like he's doing these random things like moving a magazine here, taking a bong rip there, and yeah. like it looks mm-hmm. all, but it's all choreographed, and it's all set, and I had to learn, but watching that show, watching how they used the projections, how the Hoggett mm-hmm. choreography was so in line with the Tom Kitt arrangements of green, like... All these amazing musical elements and, and theater mixing together and, and media mixing together was just so gorgeous. And I really felt like, wow, this is... Because I, I come from the theater world and I come from the pop world as mm-hmm. well. And just like side sidebar, you know, there was this moment in 2002 where I, I was literally, there was a fork in the road. And so a few years oh, so earlier... I'm just, I was waiting for us to talk about this. Is oh, this yeah. Wait, yeah. Lion King? Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. a few years Wait, earlier, I was in college. She's like, what? No, this is <laughs> yeah. I got the screen this, this card. Is, this, this is, is amazing. amazing. I didn't look at your Wikipedia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... I was in college at University of the Arts in Pennsylvania and uh, Philadelphia, rather. Oh, and, I know that place. Yeah, Didn't and I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, got in terrible student. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you took him really taken my yeah. spot really, because I was a schmuck. And so I was auditioning, and this Lion King, you know, came through. And uh, it was a that, that was a years. very subtle way of saying the Broadway called. Yes. The Lion King came through. Be careful of stampedes. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Oh, they came through rehearsals at your school. No, they came for auditions at your school. At the school. That's pretty. I don't know if it was at the school. I just they were like the school was like, hey, there's Lion King auditions. You should be there. And so I was there. And no Zazu came to school. The morning reports. Yeah. Um, uh, and so 
I was in the room, and I'll never forget, because there's a very well-known casting director who um, was there and was casting it. She, she was there, and I'll never forget one of the greatest lessons I ever learned about auditioning was I got up, and you know I'm in there, I'm all of 19 years old, I'm at a theater school studying vocal performance and musical theater, and I go in, and you know that moment before you start to sing where you just kind of prepare yourself? Well, Be prepared. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I basically made that a three-act play. Great. It was great. Okay. And so what I basically did is I put my head down. I took a moment to myself. I breathed in, and I just, I really felt like there was going to be a choir of angels that came out of my mouth. And I really was connected to the moment and the music and the text. And as I breathe in, I look up, I open my eyes, and the casting director, just before, I'm like, uh, mm -hmm. about to sing, the casting director goes, uh, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> It was the most awful and amazing moment mm -hmm. I've had, I think, in my auditioning career, because I looked up, and it was like that moment when the person walks in the saloon and, and the record goes... Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I felt like that, like glass broken in my head. And I looked and I was like, oh my God. And then I realized, oh my God, she got me. And I'm never going to do that again. Mm. And then I went on an audition for it and they called me back. Mm -hmm. And they called me back again. And then I did some master classes in New York. Sure. And it was one of those... Things where they're like, we love you, we really want you in the show on Broadway, we don't have a, sp a spot for you now, can we get back to you? And so, no. months go by. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was yeah. like, thank you. Offers have a yeah. <laughs> 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 and, so, and so, I'm waiting, like months go by, and I get a phone call. Mm -hmm. And then like, more months go by, and then years go by. And it's like I a phone call, but they just hang up. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's you! <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus, Broadway, you bastard. Why would you love me? It's a 2 number, I know it. <laughs> just tell me your name. <laughs> so I, I get that those calls periodically every once in a while, and nothing ever comes of it. And then in 2002, my mom's ironing, and she sees this commercial for the show. Um, called American Idol and she's like you should try this and so I go to the website and half the links don't work and it's crap and I get the big like <laughs> 10 page you know document that signs my life away and I get into the line and I go through the whole experience of American Idol and this is I'm, the first line the first yeah, okay. the very first line yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to get into the details yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We, we could but there'd right. be like the six podcasts sure sure and so, <laughs> welcome to part one right, exactly uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. just praying I get the callback praying yeah. I get the callback to Broadway City. Um, so, um, so I did it, and I got this golden ticket. I knew what the hell that was. Sure, time, right? It's yeah. yellow, piece, yellow piece of paper. Right. right. And so I'm in the car, and I'm driving. And all of a sudden, I, I get this call um, from the two one two number. Yes. And this is literally like, same day. No, 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 no. This is like a week later. Oh, oh a week okay. Or two later. Sure, sure. I get this call, and but um, in the movie of your life, it'll be the same day. Oh, no, course. it'll be. Yes, <laughs> it'll <laughs> ring in the audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In the lifetime, like, yeah. in the lifetime movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. Like, oh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Call me. Call me. Yeah. And so. I get this call that like a bad. week. Yeah. That's a great tactic. Yeah. Or, or not. Or not. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I get this call from Jay Bender mm -hmm. and Bender Casting. They're like, we we have the spot. It, we want you in the show. It would have been my Broadway debut. This and is I'm thinking Simba. Myself, oh my Simba? God. As, as, no, no. As uh, probably being groomed for Simba mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't know, what was I, 22 mm -hmm. and probably like 100 and... 25 pounds wet. <laughs> sure, you know, sure, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So not going to be Sim anytime yeah, 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 soon. Yeah, yeah. Got to eat and lift some weight. Need an sure. open leg. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 That's so exciting. Yeah. You know, Those right. cheetahs yeah. that go across the stage some are so cool. Some waving grass. Yeah. 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 You can't yeah, yeah, see it, but yeah. he yeah. has practiced that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still waiting for Relevate the call. Relevate, too. All in Relevate. Yeah. And so, um... And and so I get the call. I get the call from Broadway. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, this is all I've ever wanted. I've wanted to be on Broadway. I've loved this for so long. Ever since you know I, my parents first played me uh, Phantom of the Opera, and I hid and cried under the sheets because Christine screamed at one point, and like you know it was so crazy to me. But I fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. And I said, Well, there's a show, and I'm going out to L. A. And I might get cut. Can I call you back in a week? 
And so I go out to LA. You put Broadway on hold. I put Broadway on hold. This is some some bold stuff. It was bold, but bold not because I was like, I think. It was ignorance. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Just like, I don't know, there's this TV show I want to do? Yeah, it was pure stupidity. And so I go out to LA, and things seem to be going well. I'm making the cut. It starts with 126 of us, then there's 60, and then there's 30. And I call them back, and I say, you know what? Thank you so very much for the opportunity. I've always wanted to be on Broadway. I, I just is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I'm going to go with this other show and see what happens. And Broadway literally called, and I was like, no. No, thanks. You chose the fox over the lion. <laughs> yeah. oh. Yes. Well done. Well done, Sarah. Well done. Cheers. That is such yeah. a good story. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. And you know what was really interesting to tie a, a nice bow on the mm. end of it? Yeah. The opening night party of Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which was my Broadway debut, mm-hmm. was held in the hotel in one of the conference rooms that I sat and waited to audition for American Idol. That's so cool. Wow. So that I really nice had my like full circle. Yeah. Moment. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. And ever since, wow. yeah. this history. Well, let's play a game. Yeah, let's That's do a it. good oh, place okay. to play a game. That was so fun. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, we're going to play a game called From Justin to Kelly. Uh, oh, and if you didn't know, my intro was all the From Justin to Kelly songs. Yeah, um, That was released. <laughs> that were never released. That was never yeah. released. People, you know, Wait, they still what? email yeah. me. People still will email me through, through various social channels being like, Hey, is there any way I could get a single for that? And I have the original iPod, oh. the one with the spinning disc inside. Yeah. Of it. Sure, oh, sure. That, yeah. That's what it's on. And that's I nuts. can't get it off of there. Right, right. The technology no longer exists. Get into yeah, your exactly. computer. That's nuts. Oh my god. That, that's so it's gonna be in a museum. Batteries. One day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like those headphones you have to put songs on. songs on here. Well, when it, it only when it becomes a Broadway musical, then music will be everywhere. Yeah, right. It should be. Do you? What are your How feelings about it be? now? You know before what? we get into I the game, I still have always loved it. Um, uh, there are other people who don't like it. Sure. Um, I love the experience because I'm like a sponge. I love to sit behind the producer and just listen mm-hmm. and kind of be a fly on the wall and sit in Video Village and watch everyone else's takes. Watch yeah. what the director does. Watch what the first AD does. Watch what the, um, the producers do and see how it all works. And I go up and I talk to the cameraman about F-stops and autofocus and all that, or yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the pulling focus yeah. and all that. And, and it fascinates me. And, it, it, and the reason why I do that and the reason why I love to do that is because on the other side of the camera... I love being the actor or performer that can be one step ahead or be on the same page while we're shooting. Like, for example, like Little Sweet. You know, it's like there are so many technical aspects to making six foot me look like I'm three foot four. Right. Right. right? And and so all of those things and knowing where I am in space and versus the green screen and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I, 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 I find that fascinating and it just makes for... A, uh, getting the product done more quickly. Those Dr. Pepper commercials are spectacular. <laughs> they, so I feel like so there are very few, everyone's trying to do like very similar things on commercials nowadays. Um, that one, I would say, like really sticks out. And yeah. like, yeah. I mean, that's what you want to remember it. But like, yeah. well, the first time I saw, I remember the first time I saw, I was like, what the What's hell is happening? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, two commercials later, oh, I still yeah. be thinking about it. I'm like, was that Justin Guarini? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Mission McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Is that the government totally transit? What it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what's really fun about that audition for me, um, because, like, you know, it's like, I, I do. I, I have been in Broadway shows, I've been in films, none of which have done very well, um, been in television, um, commercials, and uh, you know all kinds of other things on this podcast, but I'm expanding my brand into the audition space, and I know mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, definitely. But like, this audition was really huge for me, uh, because I came off of nine months of doing Wicked, and like... She's a three-hour tour. I played Fierro, and while Fierro is not nearly as demanding as the women in that show, bless them, they wear 40-pound dresses, and they run up and down stairs and do all kinds of crazy stuff that is insane, and then have to belt their faces off for the mm-hmm. majority of the show. Um, Fierro was one of those things for me where it was challenging because Fierro comes out, and he's like, razzle, 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 and then he goes and sits for like a half hour yeah, on yeah. stage, and then he comes out, and, yeah. and, and that cycle yeah. happens. Oh, yeah. And then I took a nap at like halftime, 
halftime at intermission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like halftime like half at intermission because I had to. I just was yeah. waiting, right? And so well, they have to do the play-by-play. Play. Right. You know, yeah, Hello, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's a replay. And so <laughs> you know, like it was so challenging for me. And somebody once said to me, oh, "It must be nice working three hours a day." You know, and if anybody who's ever been in mm-hmm. it, whether it doesn't matter if it's Broadway or whatever right. your show, you're like you want to go. After yourself, yeah, yeah. You're, that because, yeah. Like, you're not thinking of the energy you put exactly, in for those three hours, yeah. right? Yeah. And everything you do during the day affects those three hours. Yes. Everything you eat, the things that you do yeah. in your body, and so anyway, um, I'd been on that three-hour tour and I was exhausted. It was nine months of it. I was commuting five hours a day back and forth between my house and New York, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I just said, you know what? I don't want to do anything. I want to take the fourth quarter and just have my, or the end of the fourth quarter and have my vacation, right? Yeah, my yeah. holidays. And so my agent called me up and said, hey, there's this audition. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the sides and I was like, or the sides, at the uh, breakdown. Yeah. And, and I was like, I don't look, sound, or act anything like that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you should do it. I said, no, you should do it. You said, no, I said, fine, I'll do it. Fine. Spite them. Right. I'll go <laughs> right. do it. Right? And so I go up to New York and, or I come here and, um, I'm in the audition space, and there's a bajillion people, and they all look like rock stars. And I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm just going to go in there and do it. Right? And so I get in there, and the greatest thing that I could have ever done, and one of the things that I talk about in the book, Audition Secrets, um, is the fact that I had more fun in that audition because I did not care. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And I cared as in, like, I want to go in and deliver something great. I'm not going to put your best foot forward. Right. Right. But... um, you weren't trying to impress anyone. I wasn't. Yeah. I was just trying to have fun. And so on the big LCD screen, and it was just a casting assistant and a camera and these big LCD screens that were uh, vertically uh, aligned so I could read the copy. Mm-hmm. And it said in parentheses, Lil Sweet slides in on his knees. And so I said, hey, am I, am I out of frame? Am I out of frame? Okay, great. Yeah, good? Go. And he said, go. And I slid in on my knees, and they gave me this, like, if you've ever been to a bar bat mitzvah, I used to be a bar and bat mitzvah dancer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, hello. Pay the dues. Pay the dues. <laughs> and, and so I used to be a bar and bat mitzvah dancer. And I had this gold sequin jacket mm-hmm. that made no sense. And it was like like paper mache, practically. And this scarf that was not even, it was like maroon or some crazy sort of <laughs> yeah, color sure. that had nothing to do with anything. And they put this on me, and here I am sliding around, singing all these weird things, making up stuff, doing things that I entertained my wife and my kids with. <laughs> in the living room, like, yeah, just, to right. play, you know, just, to, just to have fun. And uh, it was one of the greatest things that ever, ever happened to me. And here, five years later, we're still doing the commercials. Wait, that's been on for five years? Really? It feels fresh every time. Yeah. Good job, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. 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 It feels fresh. Every- oh, this is sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Cool. Let's uh, let's play the game. Great. So, from Justin to Kelly is mostly a clever name for six degrees of separation. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Sweet. basically, what you're gonna do is take two Lights of Broadway show cards from this cup in front of us mm-hmm. and try and connect those two actors. A la six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Sure. Okay. Style. To either Kelly or I? No, to each other. Oh, to each other. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. It doesn't really matter. Okay. This is a funny <laughs> name. What do you say to Kelly? I was like, that's really hard. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Oh, from Audrey McDonald's. Well, you just have to go straight to the Hamilton mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, the. So we'll each get a turn, and then the person who did it in the fewest connections mm. will win that round. Great. Nice. If it's only one connection or two connections, then for fairness sake, you must pick another card and connect a third person to the two you already uh, have. Sure, got it. Okay, Sound that's good? cool. Brian, yeah. do you want to try first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. So who'd you get? I have Benjamin Walker. Mm. Two. Zero Mustel, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> okay, so Benjamin Walker was in Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. He was with Scarlett Johansson. Yep, I saw that one. So I saw the same night as yeah, you. We, yeah, we, we, we ran together, into each other randomly that night. Um, it's Cat in a Hot Tin Roof with Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. and then um, Scarlett Johansson was in. Um, you can get there. I know. I believe in you. Uh, 
movies. Yeah. Oh, yes, I know. Scarlett Johansson. What I'm, what I'm trying to do, so you can, so you, I can think through this, is I'm trying to get um, from Scarlett Johansson basically to um, Gene Wilder, because then I have yeah, the, the, the producers. producers' connection. Yep. Can you get to someone who was on Gene Will and Wilder Grace? Also. Oh, Will and Grace is a good idea. Because um, uh, okay. Um, there's probably a faster Broadway way to get to um, Sean Hayes. Uh, what was the one he did with Kristen? Uh, Promises, Promises. Promises. So Kristen Chenoweth um, to... Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. This is maybe a little backwards. Okay. <laughs> Benjamin Walker was yep. in Cat in a Hot Tin Roof with Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Okay. Scarlett Johansson is in... Avengers with um, Brie Larson. Brie Larson is in Captain Marvel with Lee Pace. Lee Pace is in, uh, what did we just say Lee Pace was in? Uh, Will and Grace? No. Uh, There's one... Oh, Pushing Daisies. Pushing Lord Daisies with Christian <laughs> Chenoweth. Yes. Kristen Chenoweth is with Sean Hayes and Promises Promises. And then uh, Sean Hayes was in uh, episodes of Will and Grace with uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder was in uh, the, the producers of Zero Mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did it in eight. in eight. There's probably a faster way, but under the wire, I'm I know. pretty Thank happy you, with Brie that. Thank you, Brie Larson. I am impressed that is and scared. I have Jason Danielli and Christy Altamar. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Of the same generation, maybe yeah. right. easier. So uh, Jason Danielli was in. Um, let's see. How am I going to get there? There might be a clinic connection. Hmm. I'm sorry, is it okay to help? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God knows I'm going to need Okay, it. so, yeah. uh, Jason, uh, Danielli was in, uh, how do I get there? Um, someone from Curtains? That's what I was trying to think if there's, a. Uh, because David Hyde Pierce was not in Anastasia movie, which would make this really easy. Oh, um, of course he wasn't either. So. Oh, 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 uh, okay. So Jason Danielli was in. I'm almost there. Uh, I, I need to get to Bernadette Peters somehow. Because mm. if I can get to Bernadette, mm. then I can get to Anastasia the movie, and then I can get to Christy. So I'm thinking. I'm sure, there's an ensemble so member that. Okay, be so there. Uh, there yeah. Uh, Jason Danielli was in. The oh, that gets you right. That gets oh, you no. to right away. Oh right, yeah, yeah J- J- that's right. He goes. He was in curtains. No, uh, Jason Danielli was in curtains with David Wait, Hyde no, Pierce. Bernadette did it with um, Victor Garber. But didn't, didn't they overlap? With, yeah, I'm sorry. Did to they keep overlap? Up, um, yeah, uh, Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly, right? But didn't Victor Garber take over for David Hyde Pierce? He did, but I don't know if they overlapped at all. Mm-hmm. Well, but I can probably say I can say Jason Danielli uh, was in curtains with. David Hyde Pierce, who played that. the role of uh, Horace Van Degelder in Hello, Dolly, which was also played by Victor Garber, who played the role opposite Bernadette Peters. I'll allow it. Oh, please. Connection by a role? <laughs> connection by a role isn't a good connection? They probably crossed over each other at rehearsal. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Studio 42. Yeah. Um... I'm going with it. And then uh, Bernadette Peters was in was a singing voice and a speaking voice in the Anastasia movie, which was adapted into a musical starring Christy Altamore. Wow. I'm I'm skeptical. But I'm also I'll skeptical because Christy was not in the movie. Right. I'm also skeptical. No, but she, she was, was in the play. Correct. So the but the play is an adaptation of the movie. Yeah, but it's about I mean, like what who, who had met each other on set. Here's here's Wait, Daniele, to, here's something faster. Okay. Um, Daniele was married to Marion. Marion was in Ragtime. The same people wrote Anastasia for Christy. I'll take that because it makes me get more points or less points, <laughs> so, which is good. Marion to Aaron's and Flaherty to Christy Altamar. Yeah. Three. That's three. three. All right. All right, then I'll take that. Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> I got Bryce Pinkham, who I love. Yes. Under the show. And Matthew Broderick. Mm. First of all, they should be in a show together. So they should be. So now Pinkham, of course, was in Ghost and Gentleman's Guide. 
And then, oh man, I wonder if there is a how to succeed connection. I don't know. Oh my god, what else? Oh wait, was Bryce in Waitress, right? Wait, was mm-hmm. he the, was he ever in Waitress? No. Am I no. crazy? No, he did. Yeah. Um, he was just in. Uh, we saw him. Benny uh, and June. Benny and June. In Paper Mill. Oh, that's right. He was in Benny and June. But he never was in Waitress. No. Oh my god, my brain. Okay. He should be. Broderick, you can go like he's got the Lion King. Oh, that's there's the music man. I mean, expect Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Gang. He did the music man with She can bring us to Broadway somehow, and then she can connect in somehow. I mean, Nathan Lane opens up a whole like or Roger Bart. Is there a Nathan Lane? Family. I'm trying to think yeah, that's a good. Adam's uh, family. There's a little connection um, to B. Is there BB? Does she get us anywhere? Krista yes. Rodriguez. Oh yeah, Krista. But then I see. I don't. I'm not familiar with the cast of Jennifer. Or West Taylor. Scott. Yeah, it was Lauren Warsham. Hmm. Jefferson um, Mays. Jefferson Mays. Who's famous for a one man show? So that doesn't help us with a lot. <laughs> right. Well, he was in Oslo. <laughs> Wasn't he? Yeah. I don't remember who else was in that. I got some some deep cuts. So, Um, Wasn't Paolo Montalban in Benny and June? Yes. Yes. Yes, Does Brandy Cinderella help at all? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Brandy Cinderella. Bernadette Peters was in that. Whoopi. Wasn't she? Yes. Bernadette Peters was the stepmother. Was Bernadette and Matthew in anything together? That has to be a thing. There's got to be a thing that they were in together. Right? PBS special, if nothing else. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Yeah, this is a tough one. Look, I I I love musical theater, but this This is is where I start to get. This is a hard one. Yeah. And you're dealing with somebody who is bad with names to begin with. Okay. Um, And then. I'm basically just Bernadette making excuses Peters. to try and find. So if we can get a Bernadette Peters connection, well, the, I mean, Bernadette Peters, it's it's using Jeevan's cheat, but Whoopi played Pseudolus in the same like, oh, production. Oh, do you have? Well, something you can say for Bernadette Peters, we can get to uh, Bernadette Peters dated Steve Martin, <laughs> and was also in right. the Jerk. And Steve Martin, oh yeah, they were wrote in the Jerk together. Bright Star, right. which starred Hannah Ellis, who was in Betty and June with Bryce Pinkham. But we were trying to get Bernadette to connect to Matthew Broderick. But yeah. We'd already connected him to Bernadette Peters. Oh. Right, but how does Bernadette, <laughs> how does Bernadette connect to Matthew Broderick? This, this, I feel like we're missing like a big one, one here. Someone's going to yell at us about something that happened in the 70s. And oh, no, we're but, all so no. <laughs> Or oh. is, there, is there a Sarah Jessica Parker no, connection? Um, Once Upon a Mattress? Oh, or, I mean, you can use your cheat of... Bernadette Peters is in the movie of Annie. Sarah Jessica Parker was Played in the play. Annie as a child. No, but you could do Nathan Lane to Whoopi Goldberg. So you have Nathan Lane was in the producers with with Matthew Broderick. Then he turned over Pseudolus role on Broadway to Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg is in Brandy. Excuse me, is in the Cinderella. Cinderella. Right, right, right. Love that. Yeah. with Paolo, and who he's is in, in with Hannah, Benny, and, and June. I am so glad I got that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just nailed that. All so right. how many is that? Like six. Six. Okay, we'll say six. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who you got? Audrey McDonald and Jackie Hoffman. Wow. Okay. All right. Two lovelies. I know. Audrey McDonald is popular on Twitter, just like Jackie Hoffman. Boom, you made it. Wait, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yeah, the connection. They're all on Twitter. <laughs> probably a 54 what? Below show that connects. There's I know, right? definitely a 54 right. Below okay. show. Let's see. So, Brian Stokes Mitchell was in... Um, Ragtime. Ragtime, thank With you. With Audra. With Audra. I starred with Brian Stokes Mitchell in Women on the Virgin Mary's Break. True. And, oh wait, and then I also And you are best friends with Jackie Hoffman. With <laughs> Jackie Hoffman in the Muni production of Chicago? She Mama Morton? Yes. 
That works. That's real. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, you it guys have a connection. No, I yeah. like it. And we use <laughs> that really, that really <laughs> is from Justin Nicolai. <laughs> I think you automatically three. win that game because yeah, you actually you use Justin. Justin. And because that was only three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. 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 That was really fun and really tough on the that spot. Oh, yeah. You immediately forget people's names in their careers. Mm -hmm, immediately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was so confident that I was like, I'll know like the ensemble members and be able to connect them. And then I was like, all their names are gone. Right. Like, <laughs> Um, a couple of more questions for you. Yeah. Um, so, what what was it like to work through the stigma of American Idol? Um, to you know, in Wicked and in in, in Transit, even 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 now, I'm sure you yeah. still work through that, or you yeah. know, with casting directors or just audience members. Yeah. What what did you learn from that? What do you do? Do you do anything? You know, kind of what has been your journey through kind of. Not erasing yeah. that, but like just to making a part of your journey as opposed to the apex of your journey. Sure, yeah, and it and it was an apex of, I guess my twenties, mm -hmm. really. Yeah, I feel like, and it was new, and then now it's been crazy. around for ten years. Yeah, more. Well, you just they just had the last season, right? Yeah, yeah, they're going into season three now on the ABC version, mm -hmm. and so a reboot, if um, you will. Yeah, yes, <laughs> reboot a year later, and it's it's great. They've done great things with it, and so what. I think as I look back to what life was like, you know, pre-social media, pre-cell phones. Oh yeah, because this right? was like 2003. Hello, 2003. Because yeah. you had to text. I remember texting for my Nokia. Monday. Yes. Yeah, and I was true. like, you could only vote once. Yeah, that's it. That was it. I mean, every letter was like five cents. Or yeah. Something. yeah. It was like four. Right? It was like crazy. text J to four six yes, four six. Exactly. Like, that's it. Yeah. So think about where oh, we were God. in the world. There was no social media, and then all of a sudden, this big show comes along, and it's at the forefront of reality TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not too long or somewhere around the writer's strike, yep. right? So everything all went yep. to hell. And so this massive show comes out and it just dominates the summer. 30 million people tune in every <gasps> single week, yeah. right? Spiked at 50 million during the um, the finale. I mean, that's, that's like Super Bowl numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beyond Super Bowl yeah. numbers on a weekly basis. And so... That massive exposure was, on one hand, so huge for me because it got me out there for better or worse and really just helped to establish a brand. But what people didn't know, and a lot of the casting directors didn't know, with the exception of Jay Binder, was right, that right. I started here sure. first. I started in theater first. My first goal, as I split my head open on this wall, <laughs> was to be on Broadway mm -hmm. and to be a part of the theater community. And so when I walked into the room as this kid from a reality TV show, you know, I got the imaginary cigarettes people sitting behind the table sure. waving around like, what's this kid going to mm -hmm. do? Right? Yeah. And that was a double-edged sword. On one hand, I could go in there and with the training I had, with the the, the theater know-how that I had, I looked better because people expected less, right? Yeah. Okay. So I could yeah. go in and do a good job and look great, as and then if I went and did a great job, it's like, oh, wow, this is we didn't expect this. Yeah, right? yeah. That's but really at the same time, people are thinking like, you know, even with American Idiot, um, it's just like, is this, you know, we're, we're doing like a punk rock show and here's this reality TV game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Right. But what it's like people, change this the is such of... an audience dynamic and there are people yeah. who come see the show five, six times a week. Mm -hmm. What are they going to think when someone who is like, quote unquote, the establishment comes into this anti-establishment show with this anti-establishment sure, group creeping, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I just learned that to not allow, to, to not walk into the room with that on my back. Mm -hmm. And it's like we put enough things around ourselves when we go into auditions. And I, I believe that, you know, when I'm not nervous or have that anticipation or that buzz before I mm -hmm. go into a room, then it might be time to hang it up because I just don't think I care. And so I would walk into the room and I'd already be nervous. I'd already be like hyper-focused and I'd be thinking about who's out there. You know, Derek Klen is going to get the job because he's out there. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. right you know, the sure. only crap that we put on ourselves. And yet I realized that I just have to walk in and, you know, it was part of the things that I talk about in the book, Audition Secrets. It's just like all these experiences where I just learned how to humanize a very barbaric process. Mm -hmm. Auditioning is barbaric. 
It's awful. It's 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 awful for us. It's awful for the people on the other side of the table. It's mm-hmm. just this kind of thing that we have to do. It's like a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. You, know, right. you gotta get it done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, like, and so it, it was hard, but I think after a while of doing shows, and I've been in six shows now, um, that people begin to trust and the press... I, I, I did an interview with somebody like a year or two ago mm-hmm. from one of the big papers and they're like, you know, at first when you came in here, we were just like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, he's been yeah. on a reality TV show. Right. So great. He thinks he's going to come in here and do some stuff. And I had to constantly, and I, I still feel like I do in some ways, have to prove myself over and over again. But I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I've learned to love the process. I've learned to enjoy the process of auditioning. I've learned to enjoy nerves. I've learned to have fun. And one of the chapters in my book is, this is supposed to be fun. And I have this really great exercise mm-hmm. that I give people called the origin story. And mm-hmm. you know, Marvel's huge right now. And I love Marvel. And, like, mm-hmm. and I love to think of Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. He's going to photograph some something in, in a lab. He gets bit by the spider. And then he wakes up the next day and his life is completely changed. And so whenever I feel like, why am I doing this? Being beat down by the business. And whenever I have students who feel that way, I love doing the origin exercise. And I love taking them back to that moment. And I'll never forget you know, my moment, both on the pop and the theater side where I will never forget the first time I heard Phantom and Michael Crawford and Sarah Brightman and all that beautiful like dissonance and craziness that goes on in there and the organ and then I went to mm-hmm. see it and the chandelier went over my head and that moment when the the that he's like uh, that's all I ask of you he does mm-hmm. a reprise at the end yeah, of like the angry one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like all of that and I felt literally the heat wash over me in the audience and I just thought to myself, I want to do that. And whenever I get beat down, it gives me goosebumps to just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Whenever I get beat down or, or my, my students get beat down, I love taking them back to that because it, it helps us to remember why we're doing this in the first place. Mm-hmm. And when we got caught up in the technology and all the crap that we load onto ourselves, it's nice to just set that aside and say, this is why I'm doing that. And go talk to my parents and my grandparents and what did they think the first time they saw me on stage mm-hmm. and what did they feel and, and yeah. all that, you know? Yeah. That's cool. And you can talk to 30 million people who saw you the first time you were on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, Crazy, right? You have That's an endless nuts. amount of origin well, stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? I'm stuck in the back of people's minds. And, and you know, that's the thing. That first season, whereas there was no social media, it's like you go on there now and, like, boom, you got 300,000 followers on whatever yeah. your yeah. platform is, right? Yeah. None of that existed. But the one thing that we we got from that season, that first season, was the impact. And people might not quite, you know, people might remember the hair, or they might remember some terrible outfit I was wearing on the mm-hmm. show, or some something that happened, but it sticks in there, and you can't buy yeah. that. Yeah. You can't yeah. buy yeah. that. Yeah, 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 a absolutely. cultural touchstone. Yeah. For like, so weird. Some, isn't that funny? It's so weird. <laughs> so yeah. what, um, let's talk, you talked about your book, mm-hmm. let's talk a little about the book and the podcast. Sure. Um, what's... Where can we find it? What's the? What do you want to get to people? What do you want to get out of it? Sure. I mean, it's auditionsecrets.com. Mm-hmm. That's it. You just go to auditionsecrets.com, and I am giving away digital copies, free digital copies of my book. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, people know me from American Idol. They know me from Broadway. They know me from Little Sweet commercials. They know me from wherever, hanging out on the corner. Um, but they don't know me as the mentor. They don't know me as the educator. And I really fell in love with coaching and mentoring people, especially after something happened that I had an audition. Mm -hmm. I walked into the audition and I had to, from memory, do these 20 songs. And it was awesome. Great show. I love the people. I I talk about it in my book. I would would do the show in a heartbeat, regardless of my experience uh, in the audition room. And so over a period of three and a half months, they had me come in and do everything but wear a tutu and jump through a flaming hoop. Sure, right? sure. Right, right. You know how those things yeah. can be. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like six, seven, oh, ten callbacks. Mm-hmm. And so I get to the like seventh callback, and 
throughout this process, I've had one person telling me to do this in one audition, another person telling me to do the opposite things, and I've been giving them everything that I can, right. giving them what they want. Mm -hmm. I did all the work. I interviewed the person who was in this role on Broadway, as in, like, just personally, just interviewed and said, yeah. How, what do you think about this? How we go here? Because, like, I knew I would be replacing them. Yeah. And so I really wanted to nail it, and I did. I, I did a very good job. And I walk into the last audition, and I leave it all on the 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 floor the field whatever you're gonna call it yeah. and, and I leave it all on the floor maybe that's why I didn't get it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it can you field. clean up after yourself yeah, please exactly. yeah exactly like, sorry about yeah. that I'll be back um, and so I leave it on the field and then I wait a month and I'm like pestering my agent who's pestering the casting director who's pestering the creatives and more weeks go by and this was something where they took three months of my life and my time yeah. Yeah. it was very significant the the amount of material. Um, that I had to learn and, and give them. And when they finally decided to get back to us, their answer was, nah. <sighs> and now look, rejection's a part of our business, sure, right? right. Yeah. We deal with that every single yeah. day. That's not the problem that I had. It was the fact that they would just put me through all that and they didn't give me anything that I could work on. Sure. Didn't give me a reason. Maybe I'm too tall. Maybe I'm too short. Maybe it has nothing to do with right. you know, right. them liking me as a person or not, right? Yeah. Um, but they were just like, no. And there was nothing that I could work on. And I thought to myself, that is so disrespectful. I, I'm not the top of the pile. I'm not the bottom of the pile. I'm somewhere in the middle. But I worked so hard for this. And yet, they don't even have the time or respect to just say, hey, look, this is why. And I thought yeah. to myself, well, if I'm experiencing this, then there are a host, a battalion, a nation, a world of people mm -hmm. who are experiencing this on a daily basis, multiple times a day. Oh, yeah. And so I thought to myself, how can I never feel this way, like crap again? Mm -hmm. right. And then it led to more questions of like, well, how can I help other people not to feel this way? And I started writing down my thoughts and my ideas and I started talking to my coaches, my mentors, my shiny friends, all the famous one-name folks that I've worked with, right, yeah. that we can mm -hmm. talk about here. And I started discovering these patterns and I said, you know what? <laughs> like an a-hole. I'm going to write a book. Sure. And sure. I, like, as one, yeah. as one yeah. does, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I, I, fortunately, because of Lil Sweet, because of the the breathing room that gave me financially. And look, it's like I get paid very well to do what I do, but mm -hmm. I am in a feast and famine business just like most of the folks listening to yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah. Like right, we yeah. all are thinking, what's that next job? And I have to remind myself that, you know, there was this time when I was uh, rehearsing for something and this guy came up to me and he's like, hey, are you are you Justin? I was like, yeah, man, how, how you doing? And he introduced himself and he said, I'm Justin Timberlake's uh, backup vocal coach or something like, he was doing on the Timberlake tour. Right? Sure. And I know and I love Justin, mm -hmm. great, great guy. And he was, he said to me, he's like, you know what, uh, Justin Timberlake and I were talking the other day about how much we love those little sweet commercials. And I have to remind <laughs> myself, and that made me giddy. Well, like, of course. Justin Timberlake like my, likes my commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And so, and, and I have to remind myself that like, okay, I am, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. And yes, I've got to think about that next paycheck. But the little sweet commercials especially gave me the room to say, turn down the work that I didn't necessarily want as much and to focus on building this book, building this podcast. Mm -hmm. And the book is literally the behind-the-scenes guidebook for nailing more auditions and booking more jobs. And I tell some stories about how I came up in the theater, but what I want is to get people results. You sure. want to ask what I want to get yeah, out yeah, of yeah. this? Mm -hmm. It's like I want to serve at the highest level. I want to give people in my community, a community that's given me so much, as much as I can for free, more for free up front than most people will charge you for mm -hmm. so that you know, trust, and like me in this space. Yeah, and yeah. that you get results because at the end of the day, look, I get paid well to do what I do. I'm going to get paid to do what it is that I do. But ultimately, I want to serve. I want to help people just just change not only the skill sets but the mindsets that they have sure. when they come into auditions because mm -hmm. it's a mental game as well as a skill set game because we walk in there and one of my favorite uh, uh, things that I talk about is the second chapter of my book and it says don't ever lie and what we do is like for example I am sitting outside of the audition room and I am nervous I'm thinking about Derek Klena and how he's going to kick my ass <laughs> and <laughs> I'm listening to excuse me 
listening to the music of uh, the other people wafting under the door who are going before me. I'm thinking, oh my God, I didn't make that choice. And like all of these, all this crap, everything. And then I hear my name called and, you know, my heart rate jacks up. My palms get a little sweaty. Yeah, yeah, right. Great, I get ready to go in. And I walk across the threshold and inevitably somebody says to me on the other side of the table, somebody says, how are you? Right? Mm-hmm. Opening salvo, right? Yeah, how yeah, are yeah. you doing? And nine times out of ten in the past, I used to lie. The first thing I did was, oh, I'm great. I'm doing so well. Yeah, yeah. Right? And like your voice, your eyes, yep. everything is, is the antithesis the of that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? The that. And everyone can tell. And yeah, yeah. And right? You saw it. The people yeah. on the other side of the table are like, this kid can't act. Right, yeah, to yeah. sniff out lies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? Yeah. How many under or unprepared people come in that room and they're just like, mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. other side of the table? So I have this three step script that I give people people in this book where basically what I do now is I come in owning my own power, owning my authenticity. If my dog crapped on the rug that day, if the train was late, if I'm hot and sweaty, if I am nervous, the first thing when people ask me, how are you doing? When I walk in is I tell them the truth. I say, you know what? I'm actually kind of a little bit nervous right now, but I'm excited about being here. I love this role. I remember watching this movie or whatever it is, my story, right? Mm-hmm. And then I uh, talk about, you know, I can't wait to play and have a good time with mm-hmm. you. And so the three-step yeah. process really is broken down to tell them how you're feeling in the moment in as few wor- words as possible. Like, don't tell them that you're, you know, Uncle Clem's lemur has pet, uh, pet lemur has throat cancer or like, you know, mm-hmm. like, just right. tell them how you feel, kind of what's happening. And what that does is that opens the door to a connection, a real human connection. Oh, my train was late today. People on the other side of the table say, oh, man, we know that, right? Mm -hmm. We know what that's about. And you have a human connection because we walk in there being like, oh, my God, please hire me, like me, love me, right? Instead of that, you're just like, hey, this this is what's happening in my life. And then the second part is tell them how you feel about being there. Are you excited? Do you love this role? Have you... Do you have some sort of, again, short story? This all happened within the first 20 to 30 seconds of being in the room, mm-hmm. right? So tell them a little bit about how you feel about being there or feel about the role. And then the third part is, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I can't wait to play with you and, and have like a, a dialogue with you. Mm-hmm. And that gets you, that opens that door to feedback, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what we want. And so with that in mind, I'm just trying to humanize the process for people who treat it as though it is like going in front of a firing squad and playing, praying that they all have blanks. Right, right. right? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, it's not a performance, although it is, but more a dialogue between artists. And what people don't realize fully, deeply, every time before they walk in, is that the people on the other side of the table, A, are human beings, and B, they are desperate for you to be the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They oh, want yeah. you to be the one. They're so on your side and so ready to say, yes, you're the one. Let's get on with the other yeah. 10 things. Number Yeah. And when you walk in knowing that, knowing that you have equal footing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you walk in as a human being who mm-hmm. has flaws, who has relatable things instead of this smiling, beamy, doe-eyed I'm perfect. Thing. Are we perfect? Yes. Everything's perfect. Everything's yeah. perfect, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> then it sets you up in a different way and 99.9, it sets you apart from 99.9% oh, of the yeah. other people who walk in the door. And so this book is filled with uh, things like that that help you just master the audition process. Yeah. So cool. Well, you missed the fourth really part that. of Uh-oh. your your oh your oh, piece. No. Oh, right. Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner with the greatest segue yet, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, welcome to Kevin's corner. Oh, thank I you. have uh, three highly researched questions about you oh, that goodness. all start from your Wikipedia page, lovely, and then go down some weird rabbit holes. So uh, <laughs> more jigs. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna see where this goes. Um, so here we go. Question one. Justin, it's almost impossible to hear your name without thinking of a very special woman whose name begins with the letter K. Mm. Kathy Papino Guarini. <laughs> your mother, <laughs> who was a journalist for WTVM TV in Columbus, Georgia, mm-hmm. and later for CNN. Yeah. 
N.T. Ramarao was an Indian actor, producer, director, editor, and politician who served as chief minister of Andhra Pradesh, sorry if I said that wrong, for seven years over three terms and is widely regarded as one of the best actors of the Indian cinema. Cinema Cool, however, is an American web series that was created by Travis Baker, Richard Tan, and Joe Lindquist Mm -hmm. that took a humorous look at the most uh, retro movies from the 80s and prior. And the Priory of Scion was a fringe fraternal organization invented in France in 1956 by Pierre uh, Plantard as part of an elaborate hoax that many scholars call one of the greatest hoaxes of the 20th century. Uh, Plantard, a a French fascist imprisoned in 1943, created a fictitious history for a secret society founded on Mount Zion in the Kingdom of of Jerusalem in 1099. Middle East. (laughs) This myth was later presented in the preface of the 2003 novel, The Da Vinci Code. So my question is, what's your favorite letter, what is your favorite word, and what's your favorite vowel to sing high notes on? Okay. My, that one was more left field than I've heard in a yeah, while. No, they, they, they my, my ears are bleeding. Today was my, weird. I'm having an aneurysm. So uh, my favorite letter. Yeah. Um, wow. Because everyone should have one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? I would say, um, oh, this is, that sounds so selfish, but a J is, I love, I love J. J's yeah, really fun to write. of J words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've practiced a lot of writing J. Yeah. Okay, well, what's so your favorite? And so, yeah, and so my favorite word, Okay. my favorite word is actually not an English word. Ooh. My favorite word is a Spanish word. Yeah? Estornudar, which means to sneeze. Great word. Perfect. That's a great word. And it yeah, sounds sneezy. Yeah, it, it does sound sneezy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then what's your favorite vowel to sing high notes? My on? favorite vowel would be uh, probably like the, the ah, the a vowel, right? Like, like an a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I guess anything but e. Oh, you're not an E fan? No, no. I know some no. people like. I love E. Yeah, it's it's me. I, a lot of females and like classical singers yeah. will love E's. But I know there's a lot of uh, like well, Broadway people who like the easier. ah, like the open yeah, a, I like the, the open yeah. vowels yeah. for sure. Oh, no. yeah, lateral, lateral vowels. Totally. Uh, so, question two. You're doing good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You've been a certifiable choir kid since age four Amen. when you were accepted by the Atlanta Boy Choir and later the Archdiocese of Philadelphia Boys Choir and later from 1996 to 2000 you were the lead soloist in an award-winning a cappella group named the Midnight Voices. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Voices. About that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blocked that out completely. Oh, right, I did do that. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up, Kevin. <laughs> Voices of a Distant Star, however, is a Japanese science fiction drama original video animation short film that follows the lives of two close childhood friends, a boy and a girl, who get separated once the girl is sent into space to fight a, in a war against aliens. As one does. Right. Yeah. As the 15-year-old girl gets further and deeper into space, the texts that she sends to her friend take longer and longer to reach Earth. So the film fo- simultaneously follows her back and the boy's life as he receives her texts over the years. Mm. Which I think sounds fascinating. It does, actually. Years After You is a song written by Tom Schuler and recorded by Eddie Rabbit in 1982. Eddie Rabbit? You pulled Eddie Rabbit out of that (laughs) I did. And then covered to much greater success in 1984 by American country music artist John Conley. Mm. That's about a middle-aged man who several years after his breakup with his long-term girlfriend is still missing her and despite having his good days, is struggling to cope. Sounds like a good country song. Right? Oh, yeah. So my question is... (laughs) How are you coming? (laughs) If you were going on a road trip... Yes. And you could only bring one Broadway cast album, one solo artist album, and one band album, which three albums are you bringing? Oh, my That's the hardest question you've asked in a while. Okay. The band album... Uh (sighs) Dave Matthews, Under the Table and Dreaming. Okay. And then... um, Cast album? Oh my lord, that is a tough one. Um, Women on a Verge. That Carlos guy was great. Uh, I would say, you know what? Because I love it so very much, Company. Sure. Oh, good one. But, Which cast? Ah, yes. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Um, oh, that's so hard. 
Because I love so much about Raul's cast. Oh my God, that uh, can you burn your own with different versions? <laughs> yeah, you can hey, mix remember it in. that burning disc? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, now they don't even come with discs. That's no. just making yeah, a playlist. Yeah, that now it's making a playlist. Right. I'm pretty sure that I had your like song from the finale like burned onto like a mix CD or something. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did too. I think my parents still have that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, won't leave the car. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. the solo- that's the CD I put in all the rental cars. Yeah. That I <laughs> <laughs> Just leave that yeah. um, So what was the? And the last was the solo artist. The solo artist. Oh man, um, I would say Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, so good. Yeah, That's a good combo in yeah. the in the car. Because yeah. you are a jazz lover. Because your was it your second album that was like a jazz? Yeah, it was. It was called. Um, <laughs> I blocked that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Okay. Question three. Uh, you're coming on Broadway, so it was practically foretold when in 2015 you starred in the original musical Moonshine, the Hee Haw musical, at the Dallas Theater Center. The Center for Public Integrity, the CPI, is an American nonprofit investigative journalism organization whose stated mission is to reveal abuses of power, corruption, and dereliction of duty by powerful public and private institutions in order to cause them to operate with honesty, integrity, accountability, and to put the public interest first. First logic order, also known as predicate logic and first order predicate calculus, is the collection of formal systems using mathematics, philosophy, linguistics, and computer science. First order logic uses quantifiable variables over non-logical objects and allows the use of sentences that contain variables so that rather than prepositions such as Socrates is a man, one can have expressions in the form of there exists X such as that X is Socrates and X is a man. And there exists is a quantifier while X is the variable. People right? spend years studying this. <laughs> I just learned it today. <laughs> yeah. This distinguishes it from propositional logic, which does not use quantifiers or relations. In this sense, propositional logic is actually the foundation of first order logic. And I thought hogget choreography. Was <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, what are three of the most satisfying movie endings that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then satisfying movie endings. Off the top of my head, like, I think I was pretty satisfied with the end of, uh, the Avengers, the last Avengers Endgame. Movie, Endgame. Yeah. I was like, that was... That felt it was weepy. It was everything. It felt everything. It felt yeah. all the feels, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. It did. It did. Um, and then movie, the, the third most satisfying... Oh, God. It just came to my head. And mostly because Harry Connick Jr. was all over that project. Uh, Harry Met Sally. Oh. Yeah, when Harry Met Sally. And I think... What's more satisfying was the music from that. That show. album is that spectacular. Album was great. My so mom good. played that on like. Oh, and they're at, like, I, yeah, it. and they're at, like it's New Year's Eve. Yeah. And yes. When you when you figure out you love somebody, you want to tell them right. Yes. Oh, you don't want to wait for the start of the rest of your life. Yeah. And if you go and back I and you listen you, to that man. record, it is Harry. Conner Why is Jr. that not a musical? They must have tried. Somebody so. must be working on I it. Think the so. music's there. Yeah. 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 Oh my God! Yeah. And like Harry Connick played like he had something to prove on that album. It was amazing. Oh God, that'd be so good. Mm-hmm. And this has been Kevin's Corner. Thank you, Kevin's Corner. <laughs> that was super good. They're usually terrible. Yeah, they're always <laughs> awful, but that one was really good. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Awesome. Um, this was so much fun. I had a great oh time. God. Yeah. Thank you. Um, don't forget, you can follow him at Justin Guarini. Um, go to auditionsecrets.com. That's where you can get the... Uh, book and the podcast, correct? That's right, yeah. Um, can, yeah. Then they can find the podcast on iTunes? Podcast is anywhere and everywhere. Okay. All podcasts are uh, available. If you go to auditionsecrets.com, you can get the book. You can find out more about private coaching with sure, me. Sure, sure. You can find out uh, more about the podcast and, and all kinds of other goodies. But you can not awesome. find out about the Justin DeKelly album because he does not have it. So <laughs> leave him alone. I know he's on an antiquated device. Perhaps and I can't if you book it. a private coach. Yeah. 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 
Um, um, what? See, I always thought they should do a Justin and Kelly to High School Musical crossover. Oh, like just like oh, a whole thing. You know what I saw online. What? Somebody said they they put a, a still from Justin and Kelly, and they put a still from High School Musical, and they said from Justin and Kelly walked so High School Musical could fly. <laughs> <laughs> All because good. of you. Yeah. 10%. 10%. You can follow us at Broadwasted. Hey, that's yes. us. Um, you can go find us as well on iTunes. Yeah. Um, um, Which hopefully you did right now. Yeah, exactly. Because you're listening yeah. to this. Yeah. 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 Subscribe. Um, subscribe. Rate and review That's us there. The Five, Five stars, please. And thank you. Um, you can follow us on, we have a Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, join our Patreon. Yes, please. Uh, those $5 a month. Do you know what I find really helps? Sure. Yeah. If you take a screen grab of this episode right now uh-huh. and put it up on your socials and just share it with people, mm-hmm. it's yeah. really effective. It's great. Say, so, you know, I really love this episode. I really love this thing. And you just take a little screen grab of it and make it... <clears throat> Uh, a part of your uh, your feed. Do that. Yeah. 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 Tag us in your stories. Yeah. Um, but we end every episode with a quote. Oh, yeah. And today's quote is, ring out the bells again like we did when spring began. Wake me up when September ends. Oh. Um, but thank you, thank you so, so much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Again, uh, auditionsecrets.com. Yeah. Um, but after every uh, episode, we have our Thank you, Tontail Habanero. Uh, we raise our glasses and we say, Zoo-doo-wop-bop. Cheers. Thanks, Justin. Cheers. Thank you. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.